Hi. Hi, I'm back. I'll be weed each day. I will be reading from the from the twenty-one day Easter Bible reading plan. I'll be reading today for day one, Genesis chapter twenty-two, verse one to verse nineteen. Focus. God will provide a sacrifice. A sacrifice. Okay, Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to verse 19. Abraham's faith tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called, yes, he replied, here, I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of M-O-R-I-A-H. Go and sacrifice him as a bond offering on one on one of the mountains, which I, was, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along. With it, with his son Isaac, then he then he chopped wood for a fire for for a burnt offering, and set out for the for the place God had had told him about. On uh, on the third day, on the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the in the distance. Stay here with the, with the donkey, Abraham told the servants, the boy, and I will travel a little further. We, we will worship there, and then we, we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on, on, on Isaac's shoulder, on Isaac's shoulders, while he, while he, Himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of uh, as the two of them walked on to walked on together. Isaac turned to turned to Abraham and said, "Father, yes, my son." Abraham replied, "We have the fire and the wood." The boy said, "But where is the sheep for the for the burnt offering?" God will will provide a sheep. For the for the burnt offering, my son Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he then he tied his son Isaac and, and laid him on the altar on top of the of the wood. And Abraham picked up, picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At, at that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied here, I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do, do not hurt him in any, in any way. For now I for now I know that you that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a as a burnt offering in place of his of his son. Of a son, Abraham named the place Y A H W E H Y I R E H, which mean which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the on the mountain of the Lord, it will it will be provided. Provided.
Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have, have, have obeyed me and have not without even your, your son, your, your only son, I swear. But by my own name, by my own name, that I, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descent, your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants, your descendants will, will conquer, conquer the cities of their enemies, and through and through your descendants, all the other nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. Then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Bathsheba, where Abraham continued to live. To live. Okay, that's all. That's all. Bye. Okay. I'm back. Now I'll be reading. Be reading. Preparing, preparing to, 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 preparing to, 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 preparing to, to celebrate, to celebrate Christ at, Christ at Easter, part one, scripture, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me, Psalm, chapter 51, verse 10, NIV. NIV. What's the condition of your heart? Easter and the weeks leading up to it are filled with wonderful and busy days. Some that some that even even distract us from the from the reason we are celebrating. It's easy to get to get wrapped up in the busyness of life and and forget the the. The, the importance uh, of preparing our hearts and minds to celebrate God's love and sacrifice for us. The 40 days leading up to Easter, the season of Lent, is an invitation for us to get to get our hearts and, and, and minds ready, ready for, for, for remembering Jesus' life death, and resurrection. It's an opportunity for us to look at our, at our life and start, and start, or, or restart those spiritual disciplines. Things like prayer, fasting, and making sure our hearts are right with God. That will help, that will help to that will help to strengthen our relationship with Christ. With Christ. With Christ. One great way to prepare for Easter and begin the season of Lent is by, is by checking the condition of your of your heart. Not your not your physical heart, but what's going on inside of you. Your thoughts your thoughts, motives, and desires. In fact, God is more interested in what's going on inside of you, inside of you, than he than he is than he is with how you look or what you do. You do. Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-three says, says it, says it, says it. This is it. This way. Above, above all else, God, your heart, for everything you do flows from it. NIV, the condition of our heart it is important because everything starts there. So how do we do we do that? The, Bi the Bible instructs us to, to, to examine ourselves to see whether we are we are living uh, our lives according to to according to God's word. C two Corinthians chapter thirteen verse five A M P 
we need we need to 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 honestly examine our hearts in light in light of what of what God's word says and make a commitment to change to change in the areas that he is that he is that he is leading us to the promise David frequently asked God to examine him to see if there if there if there was anything in his if there was anything in his life in his life was not was not right in in, in Psalm chapter 139 verse 23 to verse 24 NIV he said search me God and know my heart test me and know my 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 anxious thoughts see if see if there is any any offense see if there is any any offensive way way in me and and lead me in the in the way in the way ever, everlasting and that's how and that's how we should we should approach it too no matter what condition your heart is in god wants god wants to make it to make it like his he wants us to be close to you and and the first step is allowing him to change your heart so open your heart to him in a in, in a greater way than ever before and you will be be amazed at how he will he he will change he will he will change you when you when you let him what's the condition of your heart learn how to take care of your heart your inner attitude with god's help so you can be more like him like him we now what's that condition of your heart what if what if i told you that that i have a heart condition what would your reaction be most likely you would respond with gaps of oh no you would probably feel sorry for me but the, but the truth is i do have a heart a heart condition and so do you matters at the heart your heart's condition depends on the things you allow into your heart these things form your thoughts and attitudes and ultimately shape shape the deeper the deepest part of your being no matter what your what your circumstances the the outs the outside are if your if your heart the inside is what is right is right you are going to be okay but it but if wrong things in your hearts go unattended they will become deeply wounded and harder to deal with the quicker you can you can detect a wrong heart can a wrong heart condition and, and get it straightened out the better off you are so how do so how do we we do that do that how to guard your heart as christians we need to check our hearts a, a lot more often because many times christians can can go through the motions and keep doing the christian thing but but but, but something has crept in the hearts and is and, and is hurting them and others and others proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says god your heart above or else for it for it determines the course of your of your life and our teeth notice that it it doesn't say doesn't say somebody somebody else will will, will guard your heart it doesn't say god 
will guard your heart. Will guard your heart. Your neighbor will will guard your heart. Or your or your pastor will guard your heart. It says you need you need to guard your heart. Your heart. You are in charge of guarding your own heart. Realize that it that it's realize that it's pretty pretty much a a full time job because we don't we don't know no because we don't know no on because we don't know on don't know on any any given day what's going to come up you don't know what what somebody may say to you that may that may hurt you disappoint you or let you down then suddenly there's a wound in there that needs to be dealt with since you just don't know you have to to constantly be walking with that with the holy spirit to keep your heart white the most important thing one of the biggest revelations i have received from god is that my real life is that is that is the life that's that's in me there's there's nothing more important than your than your inner life what's in your in your heart see 1 peter chapter 3 verse 3 to verse 4. one uh, the uh, the biggest one of the biggest revelations I have received from God is that is that my real life is the is the life that's in me. The same goes for you. Life is not is not your circumstances, the kind of house you live in, the kind of job you have. Or how much or how much money you have. You can you can have you can have the the best of, of these things and still be miserable. On, on the other hand, it's amazing how happy and peaceful you can be in the mid in the middle of the of the lousiest circumstances including the turmoil that's going that's going on in the world today if you if you keep your heart in the in the right condition Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 says bless all the pure in heart for they shall see God and I I love that do you want to hear to hear from God? Keep your heart pure. Do you want to know to know God's secrets? Keep your heart pure. Taking time to keep your heart pure is similar to cleaning out your basement or attic. Once you once you turn on the the lights and start looking and start looking around. And there, don't be don't be surprised to find some some things you didn't expect. Thoughts of the heart. Jesus said some some pretty strong things about the heart. He said, if you if you see a woman and lust after her, then you then you have have already committed adultery. As far as your heart is concerned, see Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-eight. Lust has it has a tremendous effect on the on the heart, which is what which is why we all must we all must guard against it. Just look at how at how it's it, it's destroying it's destroying the lives of people. It's destroying the lives of, of people who look at the at the pornography that's so that's so easily available today. Another very very dot 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 
the, the devil tries to suit to suit into our hearts is hatred. The Bible says if if you hate your brother, it's no it's no different than if than if than if you 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 murdered him. See James chapter four verse two. We must raise our shield to keep our hearts pure, preventing further heart damage. I have found that that if I can, if I can capture my thoughts for God only in the morning through prayer and meditating on Scripture, then it's easier to to protect my heart, or I can. Or I can, or I can risk waiting until the afternoon when, when I have, when I have already let the let the enemy use it as as a garbage dump for a while, and then and then try to get a handle on it. Obviously, it would be better to start to start my morning doing the right thing. I want you to, to, to understand this. Every time you feel like do like doing the, the wrong thing and you choose and you choose to do to do the, the right thing you are. You are growing and God is smiling. So 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 develop self control. Keep your commitments. Keep keep your word. And do what and do what and do what you know you know God wants you to do. And every time you feel like, like doing the wrong thing, choose to do to do the right thing. I'm not saying that 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 you ignore your feelings. We need to take care of our emotions. I tell God, I tell God how I feel, but then I also tell him what I, what I would do, what I would do through, through his strength and power. The, the bottom line is, if you want to be a victorious Christian, guard your heart, even when, even when you don't, you don't. Feel like it, like it. Hot check. Joyce teaches teaches why why you should guard your heart and keep it safe. And keep it safe. argue on Sunday morning and rant and rave all the way to church, but man, when we got to the church door, praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get on the front row. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house. And I'm thinking, if he thinks I'm cooking him anything to eat today, he's got another thing coming. I did that. I surrender all. I surrender. Get in the car and fight all the way home. Then I'd spend the rest of the day having a pity party because Dave was watching football and I didn't want him to. Go back to church the next week and do it all over again. I mean, come on, folks. There's more to it than that. We got to get real. What are we doing? Not what are we pretending, what are we doing? I didn't understand that it was what was in my heart that mattered to God. We can look at the overhead and mouth the words, any puppet can do that. But what's in your heart? 
What's in your heart? The Bible says when you bring your gift to the altar, if you know that your brother hath ought against you, you leave your gift, go get things straightened out with your brother, then come back and you can worship God. We can't worship God properly with all this junk, 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 junk in our hearts. What's the condition of your heart? How about getting a heart checkup? I get one once a year when I go to the doctor for my physical heart. But I get one pretty much daily from Dr. Jesus. Amen. Okay. Key scripture. Examine yourselves to see whether, whether, whether you are, you are, you are in the faith. Test, just, test yourselves. Do you not, not realize that the Christ Jesus is it is in is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test to Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, NIV. Von Joyce, examine your heart, your inner your inner attitudes and your and your thoughts to see. If there is 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 anything there that God the God would not would not approve of challenge. Spend time with God this week. Talk to him sincerely and honestly, asking him to show you to show you specific areas uh, of your heart that need to be changed. Write down in a journal what he shows you. For example, you may be struggling with, with bad attitudes, negative thinking, disobedience, etc. Throughout the next week, continue to pray and, and ask God to help you to help you change from the from the inside out. Prayer. Prayer God help me be be a person after your heart your heart to want what would you want and 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 view others with love and compassion like like you do i can't change myself but with your help i can change from the from the inside out in jesus name amen if you if you are ready to start a new life for jesus his arms are open open wide he will give you the heart to grow and change. He will be, he will be your home. The, the same place where you can rest and he, and he will, and he will strengthen, strengthen you with joy. So you can be, can be, can be happy. So you can be happy. No, no, no matter what's, what's going on around you. There's no need to look back. And what's behind you? Embrace your embrace your brand new brand new being in Christ and and come home. It's time to experience His love. Come home today. Check out how to know Jesus. How to know Jesus. Okay, that's all. Bye. Hi, I'm back. I'll be reading the scriptural. Readings for Lent, and I will, and I will be reading for Ash Wednesday, for Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, for all years. Joel, chapter two, verse one to verse two, and verse twelve to verse seventeen, to verse seventeen. Joel chapter two. One thousand eighty seven. One thousand eighty seven. Okay, Joel chapter two. Chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 2. Sound the trumpet in Jerusalem, 
ways the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble and fear, because the day of the Lord is is upon us. It is a day of darkness and gloom, a day of of of, of thick clouds and deep and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn, like dawn, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it has been has been seen before, or will or will ever be seen again. Twelve, verse twelve, verse twelve to verse seventeen. To verse seventeen, that is why the Lord says, "Turn to me now, while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. We turn to the Lord your God." For he is 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 merciful and, and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will he will give you a reprieve, sending you sending you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be will be able. To, to, to offer grain and wine to the Lord to the Lord your God as before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the other people, the elders, the children, and even and even the the babies. The babies. Called for the bridegroom from his quarters and the and the bride from her private room. Let the priests, let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room to the temple and the altar. Let them pray. Spare your people, Lord. Don't let your your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for for unbelieving foreigners who say, "Has the Lord of Israel left them? Left them?" Or Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, verse one to verse twelve to verse twelve. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, chapter fifty-eight, verse one to verse twelve. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast! Shout aloud! Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of the sins. Yet, yet they, yet they act so pious. They come. To, to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn about me. They act like, like a, like a righteous nation that would never, never, never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be, to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We ha we have been we have been very hard on ourselves, and you and you don't and you don't even even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you you keep you keep you keep oppressing your workers. What good? Is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling. This kind of fasting will never, will never get you, will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like weeds bending in the wind. 
Use your simple lap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will, this will please the Lord? The Lord? No. This, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who, who are, who are wrong, who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who, who need them. And do not, and do not hide from, from, from relatives, from relatives, from relatives who need your help. Then, then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your, your godliness will lead, will lead you, you forward and the glory of the Lord will, will protect you from behind. Then when you call the Lord, will answer, yes, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop, stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will, will shine out from the, from the darkness and the darkness around you will be will be as bright as noon. The Lord will, will, will guide you. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you, some of you will, will, will. Rebuild the, the deserted ruins of your, of your cities. Then you will, then you will be, will, will be known as a, as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes, of homes. Psalm chapter 51, verse 1 to verse 17. To verse 17. Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verse 1 to verse 17. Have mercy on me, O God. Because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my care, purify me from, from my sin. For, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone ha have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will, you will be, be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was, for I was born a sinner. Yes, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me, teaching me wisdom, even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will. Be clean, wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, oh, give, give me back my joy again. You have broken me now. Let me rejoice. Don't keep, don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your of your salvation, and may and make and make me willing to to obey you. Then I will then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will and they will 
return to you. Return to you. Forgive me, forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who says, then I will joyfully sing of your, of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do, you do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is it is a broken spirit. You will not, you will not reject a broken and and repentant heart, O oh God. Two Corinthians chapter five verse twenty to chapter six verse ten. Verse ten. Two Corinthians chapter five. Two Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty, verse twenty to chapter six, verse ten, verse ten. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who who never sinned. To be the offering for for our sin, so that we could be be made right with God through Christ. As God's partners, we beg you not to not to accept this marvelous gift of God's of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. We live in, in such a way that no one will stumble, will stumble because of us, and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are all true ministers of God. We patiently, we patiently endure troubles and hardships and, and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, walked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by, by our purity, our understanding, our, our patience, our, our kindness, but by the Holy Spirit within us and by our, our, our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the, and the, and the left hand for defense. We serve God where whether whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us, we are honest, but they but they call us impostors. We are we we are ignored, even though even though we are we are well known. We live we live close to death, but but we are we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been not been not been killed. Our hearts ache, but but we always have have joy. We are poor, but we give but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing and yet we have we have everything. We have everything. Matthew chapter six. Verse 1 to verse 6 and verse 16 to verse 21. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew. Okay. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 6. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the, in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth. They have received all, all the reward they will ever get. But when you but when you give gift to someone in need, don't let your left hand know no what your what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. When you when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will, they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your, to your father in private. Then, then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. Verse 16 to verse 21. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disloved, so people will admire them. For their fasting, I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then that, then no one will, will, will notice that you are fasting except your father. Who know, who knows what you what you do what you do in private and your father who sees everything will will reward you. Don't don't store up don't store up don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and worse destroys them and with and with these break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and worse cannot destroy, and thieves do, do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the, the desire of your heart where will, will also be. Will also be. Okay, that's all. Bye. Hi. I will now be reading the the Lent devotional from Gospel and Life, and I will be reading Week One, Lent, Day One, the Dust, the Dust, Lent, Day One, the Dust, Genesis Chapter Three, Verse Fourteen to Verse Nineteen, ESV. The Lord said to the serpent. Because you have done this, curse are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field on your belly, you, you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel to the woman, he said. I will solely multiply your pain in childbearing and pain. You shall, you shall bring forth children. Your desires shall be for your, for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your, of your wife and, and, have eaten, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you, and pain you shall eat of it all the days of your of your life of your life of your life. Thorns and thistles and thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken for you, or dust and to dust. You shall return.
When we come to Genesis chapter 3, we encounter a God who causes, he responds to Adam and Eve's disobedience and the serpent's treachery decisively. With a pronouncement of, of each cause and judgment, there is an, an undoing or reversal of God's gracious creative works. Adam, Adam who, who, who was created from the dust, is now destined to return back to it. Eve, who was, who was, who was created out, out of Adam, has now become, become dominated by him. The serpent, who was, who was more crafty than any other wild animals, is now humiliated, groveling on its belly, eating dust. In this chapter, we see that sin has affected all of, all of creation. This text speaks to our desire to overlook our sins. God does not does not respond lightly to sin. Death, in, death entered death entered the world with sin, and and all manner of sorrow, suffering, and despair. But the worst of the other cause would fall upon a different man many, many millennia later, later. As Paul said in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by, by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Jesus would take would take upon himself a curse in order to 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 redeem to redeem humanity's status. Prayer, dear Father, I know you, I know you cannot cannot take lightly the sins, the sins that I that I commit that I commit because because you are a God of holiness who loves justice and does not allow evil to go unpunished. But I thank you for your, for your wisdom and mercy in devising a plan that, that would allow the cause that was, that was, that was rightfully mine to fall, to fall upon your son, your son. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Okay, that's all. Bye.